Welcome to the Kentuckian, folks. Glad to have you with us. Howdy, y'all. Welcome back to the Kentuckian. There are some important topics that have been on my mind, especially in the last couple of weeks. You know, on here, I talk quite a bit about the importance of doing something. The importance of realizing the mess that we're in and and what they, the, the radical left, whatever term you want to use to, 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 to phrase it, what they're trying to do to destroy this country, to tear apart what's left of our culture, to destroy our morals and, and so on. We need to recognize that. We need to know what we believe and why we believe it and those sorts of things. And then we need to step up and do something to stop it. But there's really more to the, to the discussion than just that. So let's jump into it today. This is something that's been on my mind for a bit, actually, but it has found renewed interest in my mind because of a couple of things in particular. One, and and you may have heard about um, this, the Daily Wire recently announced that along with Jeremy's Razors, which if you're not familiar, um, Harry's Razors, the popular shaving company, used to be a sponsor of the Daily Wire. And about a year ago or so, they cut ties with, with the Daily Wire over supposed political issues. Um, because somebody complained, basically, despite the fact that the Daily Wire freely admitted that they knew they didn't line up with Harry's on every little thing, but that they were a great product and they were glad to sponsor them, or glad to have them as a sponsor. But Harry's cut their sponsorship anyway, and just recently, the Daily Wire announced Jeremy's Razors, which uh, was basically their response. Like, we are not going to allow you to just bully people because they don't have the same beliefs, we are going to provide a business opportunity and we're going to provide, we want people's money and we're going to provide a good product for that. We're not going to get into to attacking your masculinity or attacking people because they don't believe in transgenderism or the proper pronouns or whatever the issue might be. I believe some transgender issues were at play with the whole thing with Harry's when they cut ties, if I remember correctly. So they announced that just recently and as a, as a business venture and it's gotten a lot of steam already. Uh, but they also they had a town hall where they talked a little bit about Jeremy's Racers, but they basically they also announced a kids entertainment branch. And I, I, I'm not sure if it's going to be a separate company or if it's going to be a, like a, a division of the Daily Wire. I think it's going to be a division of the Daily Wire, but they're going to uh, make a a series of kids entertainment shows, uh, TV shows and that sort of thing, especially to compete with Disney because of how insane Disney has gotten recently and pushing LGBTQ stuff on 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 children and, and now openly admitting it basically with some leaked audio and and some interviews with uh, maybe not the CEO, but one of the, the creative director, I think, at Disney and 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 then with the. The Florida bill that that has to do with not sexualizing children that are extremely young, Disney has been very adamant about trying to uh, stop that and making fun of Florida. And uh, actually, they've said some. I've read some stuff that they were claiming that they're going to make half their characters LGBTQI whatever characters in by the end of the year and that sort of thing. So really going off the deep end there. And so the, the Daily Wire was announcing that they're going to be investing a lot of money. And, and trying to, to fight back against that. But they weren't just announcing a new business venture. They, the, the um, excuse me, CEO of the Daily Wire, Jeremy Boring, it's not Ben Shapiro in case you don't know that, um, Jeremy Boring sometimes on their different shows, but he is technically their CEO, and he was doing this town hall, 
And they were making the point that we have to be proactive, that we can't just sit back and and try and preserve what's there, but we have to actually produce something and fight back against this sort of insanity that's destroying our country wholesale. Plus, I had recently watched a video or part of a video um, by John Doyle, who's a YouTuber who actually you might really like to check out sometime, discussing some of these similar issues. And he can be very motivating at times, really says things how they are, and uh, hopefully is, is, I don't know if eye-opening is the right word, but encouraging at the very least. So that's the reason these things have been especially on my mind and some things have been sort of coupling in my mind as I've been thinking about this stuff and, and, and I guess dwelling on it to a certain degree and thinking, well, how can we make a difference and, and so on. And being a conservative, and, and many I know most of my listeners would probably consider themselves conservative or traditionalist or being on the right, if you will, that means a few things. And one of the things that being in that camp, I, I hesitate to use that word, but uh, in, in, in believing those sorts of principles is that we tend to, well, as the name implies, conserve things. What is a conservationist, which is almost the same word as someone who wants to preserve and conserve like the na uh, nature, right? They don't want to destroy uh, nature. They want to take care of it, make sure that it is healthy and that sort of thing. And a conservative ha has very much the same principle, except more of a human, philosophical, moral, political um, slant to it. And especially in a degraded, corrupted, and under-attack society like ours, we want to preserve, or again, you could use the word conserve, how things used to be. We want to go back to the good old days. We want to, we want to look back to history, our history, often just because we want to bring the way things used to be back. We want to defend what's already happened. We want to bring it back. We want to resurrect it. Now, we can talk all day long about the superiority of the products of Western civilization, and we can talk about how the right produces better art and better literature and better children and better economies and so on, yet we sit back and do nothing while the exact opposite is not only prevalent but gains significant power and influence in every aspect of our life. Two, two things to think about. One, if we're so sure that we are correct, and we should be, at least on the very general things, right and wrong, and, and the way people are supposed to live, and human nature, and that sort of thing, then why don't we prove that we're right by producing the superior products of humanity that cons conservatism should, by rights, produce? And two, even if we are right, does it matter if we simply let them outproduce us, if we simply let them take control of everything? They dominate the culture. And of course, that includes a lot of different things, literature and poetry and art and so many other things. They dominate the education systems. They dominate entertainment. They dominate religion. They basically dominate everything. And yet we talk about how, well, conservatism's right. And, you know, we're, we're, uh, we've got the, the, the right ideas. And yet we don't defend them. We don't spread them. We don't do anything with them. We sit on them while they destroy everything around us. We cannot let this remain this way. We cannot let this situation remain. We cannot simply sit back and defend the past. And that's not to say that we shouldn't defend the past sometimes. But we must use the principles that we claim are so important to conservatism, that it's not just a, an ideology or a man but that, it's a, that we follow, but it's, a, it's principles, it's elements of truth. It, it is eternal truths that help us be effective and productive as humans. We must use those principles 
and continue to create. We can't just preserve what was what happened under those principles that showed that that perhaps showed us that those principles were virtuous. No, we have to actually use them and practice with them. We have to create things with them. We cannot simply stagnate as humans. We don't simply stagnate as humans. We must build something. We must make something. And that doesn't mean putting something together with our hands all the time. That may be a country or a family or a philosophy or a book, or it may be a table or, or, a, or a painting or a sculpture. But we have the, the internal desire to create something using whatever our worldview is. And if we don't take what's right, and are proactive with it, then what's wrong will come in and it'll build something. And we've been having that happen in our country and in most of Europe for the past 50 plus years. Yes, we need the past. Don't get me wrong. We absolutely need the past. We need our history. We need to know it. We need to understand it, but we cannot live in it. We cannot afford to sit back and live in the past. And that's what I'm trying to get at. The issue, especially in this country and in other similar countries with other similar issues, is it's no longer a point of finding common ground, although, to be fair, I do believe that there is still common ground to be found with certain people that are more in the middle of the road. But th this is not an issue of the fine details of how a constitutional republic should be run exactly. This is the difference of, between good and evil. The very difference of believing opposite philosophies of how humans are meant to operate and what circumstances lead to the most fulfilling outcomes in everyday life for everyday people. This is not something that we can compromise or have a discussion on in many cases. Again, there are, there are exceptions, again, especially people middle of the road that haven't decided yet or maybe lean towards the left and they just, they haven't, they wouldn't go as insanely far left as a lot of people that completely reject truth that conservatism, again, claims to uphold and claims to, 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 to have as a core value, if you will, <laughs> and then does nothing with it. Let's think for a second about the, the recent push towards socialism and communism. How about the precedent of unachievable, unachievable safety, quote-unquote, over everything, how, how safety is the most important in our life, important thing in our life? How about cutting off free speech if you don't believe that a man can claim he's a woman and then all of a sudden he's just magically a woman, which has been happening in certain cases? How about where they're sexualizing kids? How about where there's been a push to divide everyone on the, on the basis of race or ethnicity or background or, or gender or whatever else they want to come up with? All those other factors that we've had far too many issues with in the last few decades. What about the, the recent push of many corporations, including those such as Disney, like I mentioned, that are pushing these evil, wrong ideas everywhere, including on very, especially on very young kids? Or maybe think about how there's the push to defend the fact that we butcher thousands of children regularly and act like it's no big deal, like it's just a woman's right to choose whether she can have her child chopped up in the womb. That's what we're fighting against. That's what's on the other side. Again, we're not talking about minor differences in belief. We're talking about concepts and values, if values they can be called, that are completely and totally opposed to what we know to be right. 
make no mistake, we have to fight back. We can't, we cannot let them have the initiative that they have taken for so long. These people hate America. They hate everything it stands for. And we have seen, not only have they said it, we have seen what they're willing to do because of this hatred, politically and socially, as we've talked about, as well as physically. Look at the riots that destroyed massive parts of most major cities in the U.S. How many people were killed? How much property was destroyed? Businesses lost? Lives ruined? They're willing to do a lot more if they get the chance. Make no doubt about that either. This is not about economic policy or government interference. This is about right and wrong. This is about what is valuable, right, moral, wholesome, and just. Economics, governance, tax policy, all the things that we like to say, well, at least this politician will lower taxes, are hollow. They're important in a small way, but they're hollow compared to the magnitude and the real issues that are at stake here. If that is our attitude, well, at least the economy's good. As long as the economy's good and I'm left alone, then it's fine. You know, we'll, we'll get through the other stuff. If that's our attitude, then we've already lost. That is simply not an option. We have to think about our culture and our society and our moral values and our religious life. That is the key. That is the foundation. If we have that taken care of, then the things like economics and governance and tax policy, we can get that worked out. But if we don't have the foundation right, we will lose everything. If we don't take ground culturally and socially and morally, they will. And they have been for years, and we have sat by and watched it happen. That's the reason we have gotten to such an insane place in this country. I mean, you look at the very concept of transgenderism that you can just identify as not even necessarily a man or a woman, just anything you want to, and it's true. That is absolutely insane. And yet that is commonplace on college campuses. It's pushed on college campuses. That is commonplace in many mega corporations and how they talk about PR. And it's being pushed on at every level, in schools, in your jobs, in entertainment, everywhere. That kind of thing doesn't come around overnight. It comes around because we've let them dominate these areas for so long. Because we claim to have what's right and then we sit back and do nothing with it. We claim to have the truth, and we don't spread it to people. Evil always tries to to take ground. Make no mistake about that either. And when it does, it's because people that know better haven't done what they need to to stop it. We've talked about, in other episodes, the the cycle of history. There's the, the saying... Let me think about it for a second. I don't have this in my script. Let me think. Uh, there's a, it's pretty common, but it's, it's basically that good men or strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. Weak men create bad times, and bad times create strong men. And that is a cycle that you see really throughout history, and especially in this country. And unfortunately, we're in the bad times. And we better start getting strong. So, how does all this manifest itself in in regular everyday life? If we want to actually outproduce the left culturally and socially and morally to do something other than just half-heartedly trying to stop them, to say that what they're doing is bad, but if we want to actually provide a real alternative 
for life, for living. The Bible talks about your conversation, especially in the King James Version, if I remember correctly. And it's the idea of how you live your life, not just living, but how you live your life. And that's what I'm getting at. If we want to actually provide an alternative for how you live your life, which is what they are trying to affect and control, as we've demonstrated some and as I hope you have seen even just around you, how do we do it? How do we avoid being simply what some people would call a counter movement? All we ever do is oppose what the left does. We don't actually produce any alternatives. We just oppose things. That's the Republican Party right now, although half the time they don't even oppose things. How do we avoid being that counter movement, if you will, that opposition movement that, that we've been for so long effectively? How do we be a real movement? How do we provide real alternatives? Because again, as we talked about, if we don't, then they will. There is no neutral in this issue. Every single one of us has a dog in the fight, whether we want it or not. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to provide some areas where we actually can fight back, where we actually can provide an alternative and not just oppose things. Because we have the better alternative. Don't forget that. We have the truth. We have what's right. Why don't we actually try and sell that to folks? There's a lot of people out there that are lost, even on the left, that are lost and listless, and they have no foundation because they think that what we have is pointless or it's been told to them that it's a lie or that it's, it's maybe they all, all they ever saw was the opposing side of conservatism, and so they grew tired of that, and now they have nothing. Well, maybe if we actually offered them an alternative, we could bring some of them back into the fold. So there's a lot of areas where we actually can make a difference, where we can outproduce the left culturally and socially and morally. And so I want to talk about some of them, and hopefully they'll give you some ideas of things that you can do and give you some things to think about where maybe you want to support people that are more on top of this sort of thing or so on. But we'll talk about some of that in a little bit as well. So this isn't every element. But there are several different elements of our culture and of our society, of who we are as people, that we can start to be more proactive in. We can actually produce something of value instead of just opposing what we know to be evil and wrong. The number one element of this, the number one element I want to talk about is religion. If we want to fix any of this, we have got to get God back in our lives. We have got to get back to the Bible and stand on it. There's a lot of reasons for this, and really, I probably ought to do a whole episode or series of episodes on why this is so important. But if we don't have the divine standard of absolute truth to stand on, we need to recognize that we have no more ground to stand on than any Satanist cult, than any communist revolutionaries, or whatever other insane ideology is being pushed today. We are no better than them. We have no more ground to stand on than them if we, if we don't have absolute truth, if we don't have divine truth. That's something that they don't like to talk about, and we need to be both stronger on our own part and push them on ideologically. We have absolute truth, and if we don't have absolute truth, you cannot defend or justify or criticize any belief. 
no matter how insane or crazy it may be. That's why I mentioned like Satanist cults, not just because they are, you know, much more active today and much more vocal today than they used to be. If if there is no absolute truth or if we refuse to stand on the truth, which is effectively the same thing, although it doesn't mean that truth ceases to exist, of course. What can we defend? What can we justify? Nothing. And we cannot criticize or condemn anything either because there's no truth to base any of it off of. And what'll win when it comes to, to the principles and values that we're talking about is selfishness and greed and covetous, covetousness, excuse me. And why not? If there is no truth, why not just do things that feel good to you? Or, again, if we aren't willing to stand on the truth, why not just do whatever feels good? Now, the next area is economics. And I said that economics aren't what we should focus on as we consider these values, as we consider these cultural movements and, and, and ideologies and philosophies and worldviews. But there is an element of a proper cultural war, if you will, that economics does help with. Similar to what the Daily Wire is doing with Jeremy's Razors, there are many companies that actively promote evil, like Harry's, where they may cut ties with conservatives or, or maybe put out disgusting commercials that promote homosexuality or the destruction of masculinity, and maybe they have uh, white fragility training and, all, I mean, all sorts of stuff, right? White privilege training, all sorts of stuff like that. Well, competing with these businesses in their market helps reduce their influence and or businesses that form as an alternative to these may also be able to just promote respectable moral values as these companies are promoting degrade degrading evil, right? So the opposite can be done on our part. We can be a good influence through business influence, through advertising, through the training that we give people, through the things that we accept and don't accept. And of course, again, you see that case with Disney and the Daily Wire, as we've talked about. Another area is literature. There is so much awful literature that is coming out today. It may be pure propaganda drivel like White Fragility by Robin DiAngelo. That is, if you've ever read it or read part of it, it is mind-boggling in the circular reasoning and propaganda that is inside of it. Um, but that's one area where there's those sorts of books and literature. Maybe it's in entertainment, you know, more entertaining or, or books that are focused on entertainment. Even the author of the much-enjoyed Percy Jackson series from a few years back eventually added homosexual characters into his books. It wasn't the Percy Jackson series, if I remember correctly. It was another series that he wrote. Um, and I believe he added some other similar filth into children's books. Children's books that for a long time were quite popular, or at least his earlier work was. Modern poetry is in a similar state of disrepair. It is both of generally extremely low quality and... Uh, dubious content you might say it's basically basically drivel so in response so i say in response but as the alternative we can start making better literature maybe we make better philosophical literature instead of the stuff like white fragility maybe we 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 write an examination of whether humans are better free like are humans really better off as free people and talk about data and reasons why we believe that to be the case or maybe we make some high-quality, true-to-life poetry that actually helps people through tough times and, and connects us all more as people and teaches us something valuable about, valuable about life. Or maybe we write some better science fiction. And I'm a big science fiction fan. 
Uh, so much of it today has a very liberal dystopian slant to it. Maybe they're promoting evolution as a fact, and, and, and there's a lot of different ways you could go with that. But there's a lot of it that really could, at the very least, be improved greatly, if not out, outright replaced with better science fiction. Something I've noticed when it comes to the area of alternate history fiction, a lot of current alternate history ideas, whether they're books or short stories or other uh, mediums, have to do with concepts like, what if communism came to America? You know, what if America turned into a communist state? Or what if all of Europe just died so then Muslims and Africans were able to take over everything? And that I'm not exaggerating. That's literally what some of them are. What if socialism... And, and I'm not saying that that in and of itself is a bad concept, but generally these concepts are more pushing an agenda. That's just to be clear. Um, what if uh, another thing, what if socialism became prevalent in Germany instead of or communism became prevalent in Germany instead of fascism around the time of World War II? That sort of stuff. And again, some of this may seem minor, like, well, what's the big deal? And, and I'm not saying that anything like that is innately bad. But when that's the only thing out there or mainly the only thing out there, that has a big effect, a much bigger effect. But we need to remember on, on cultural perceptions and values, but we need to remember that all of it affects cultural perceptions and values, and it's only accentuated when there's no alternative, right? When there is no option for uh, a different viewpoint, that other worldview that is, more that is based off of truth, right? So it, it basically seems like the only thing that exists. Well, that's what everybody believes because that's all I ever see. It's where you can affect those perceptions and values. Hey, folks, just wanted to remind you about my Patreon page. Any amount you can afford makes such a massive difference and allows me to bring you more great content. Back to the show. Now, a lot of the same principles... Uh, that we we saw in the literature, that idea of producing something that's more valuable, that's more that's higher quality, that is less filled with um, liberal, evil, uh, immoral stances, and those sorts of things, would apply to visual media as well. Media like movies, TV, documentaries, even photography, and so on. There's so much bias and narrative pushing in these areas, so there's an issue. And they're so influential. So alternatives could be produced that that counter these very issues, right? That that maybe don't portray the the nuclear family as archaic and aren't always showing, uh, you know, homosexuals in every TV show and making every show and making them major characters and always having this degradation show up as normal and instead actually pushing something normal. There's sort of the old, you know, like Andy Griffith show, that kind of thing. Well, Andrew Griffith show wasn't perfect, but it is. We'd be a lot better having stuff produced like that than the stuff that's on TV today. It's it's filth, and even if it's not filth, and the concept's cool, or it's not necessarily a bad concept, they add filth into it, right? They add sexually explicit material and all sorts of language, and 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 again, always putting in some sort of homosexual lean or transgender or whatever the case might be. They push it all the time, so alternatives could be made there. The same would be said for the area of audio production, things like radio shows, podcasts, music, and so on. Of course, Kentuckian, right? Kind of an alternative, trying to be an alternative, trying to produce something that's more valuable and, and hopefully make sure that we're not just diff, not just living in the past, right? Again, we need to know it, but we need to produce something new as well. And also, by the way, 
I guess I'll mention this real quick. I don't mention it very much, but I have I have actually written a book of short stories and poems. If you'd like to check it out sometime, uh, that just sort of a sad note, but I do recognize the importance of this sort of thing, and that was part of the reason that I I got into writing some because I felt I could contribute something of value, and now I think perhaps I see it as much more important on a cultural level and not like man we really need that sort of stuff we need alternatives and not just that i could do something of high quality in a in very kind of a, a isolated general sense and not think about its direct value to to where we're at today or as much about its direct value to the cultural and social struggles of today and remember and again there are social struggles don't get me wrong it's just not what the left and the media are portraying, because that doesn't go along with their narrative. Music, I think, is a really underrated area of this. I want to make a bit of a tangent here. There are a lot of talented musicians out there, and there's a lot of songwriters. And I think if we started putting some of these issues into song, or addressing some major events that have happened through song, uh, as country music used to be known for, I'm a big country music fan, and country used to address these things a lot more. Not the only genre, but it used to be one that did a lot. You know, speaking truth in an artistic and influential medium such as music, I think, can make a real big difference. There's a lot of good that can be done here. I don't know if you remember, a while back I did an episode, I think it was episode 42 or 1, if I remember correctly. It was called The Men Behind the Wire. And if you didn't listen to it, it was only on Spotify because Spotify added a new option where you can play music um, in the podcast. But if you do that, they can you can only distribute it on Spotify. So I was talking about an event where there were a lot of people that had been held for a long time or were still being held after the January 6th um, event. To call it an insurrection is factually incorrect. Uh, and making a, a, a parallel with some things that happened during the Troubles in, in Ireland during the late, well, 69 to 99 roughly, uh, where there was a similar kind of issue, and the Irish wrote a lot of songs about the things that were going on at the time. And uh, I talked about the Irish Revolution in general and some things like that, some history, but also how we need to be aware of those sorts of things and how we should be outraged and, and so on and so forth. But the music was sort of an integral part of that, especially for the Irish. Those those songs were kind of a battle cry for them to a certain degree. And I think we can do a lot of, excuse me, a lot of similar things here if we were to start writing music of similar nature and content. Something to think about. We can also try to do better about what you might call community outreach. The radical left has done a lot, especially in big cities and college towns, towards infecting the community with their evil. Things like arranging protests against statues, which I'm sure you all have heard about. Uh, maybe taking control of community centers and, and sort of determining what goes on and, and like event-wise, maybe with festivals and, and, and just being proactive. Maybe they're not preventing others from, from doing things, but they're being proactive in uh, events that are, are promoting this sort of evil and degradation and depravity. And also, they do a lot in managing media, especially thinking about community outreach, local media. There's a lot of local newspapers that are basically that are not reliable, uh, not just newspapers, news sites in general, right? Local media has much is not near as untrusted as it should be. Now, national media in general is rightfully so, but local media 
is not always, but oftentimes just as bad. And we need to be careful of that, especially if you're talking about more like statewide media, maybe not every small town newspaper and stuff, but even some of those you need to be careful about. And there's things that you can do to, to counter that. Start a website, start a news website, talk to people, even just talking to people about how this is wrong or how it was misconstrued, right? And being in your community and making it and, and doing things in your community gives you influence. And of course, even doing bigger things like a festival or, or an event or a concert, or whatever, whatever you might think of makes a difference and it, it, it affects perception. It affects people. So I outlined a lot of ways that we can fight back culturally, and as I mentioned, there are more out there. That's not an exhaustive list, but I wanted to think a little bit about how you specifically can help. So I mentioned a few things here and there, but I just wanted to apply it hopefully a little more directly, encourage you to try some things, and, and remind you of how you can help even if you don't feel like you can directly do a lot of these things here, a lot of the things that I listed. First off, if one or more of these areas caught your interest or if you think of something else that would be helpful, I would encourage you to give it a try. Give yourself credit. There's a lot of talented folks out there, and you might find that you can do a really good job in one of these areas. Maybe you, you, you start a business or you, you, know, you, start, you write a few songs here or there or whatever. You don't have to go all in and spend all your time doing these things to still make a difference. I'd say there's a bunch of y'all out there that could do a real good job writing a song or two or a few poems or maybe a short story, just for instance. You might find also that if you're willing to do a little or willing to put in some work, there are others that might help you out, especially on bigger projects. Say you want to make a movie or a show of some kind, or maybe a YouTube video, right? Something maybe not as high production, but still trying to do a good job and provide some alternative entertainment for people. YouTube's a big way people get entertainment. If you can provide good options there then you can you can do a lot of good you can be a cultural influence for good but something along those lines you might have the idea and maybe you don't know much about video editing or video or video shooting or, or whatever the sound design whatever the case might be prop prop design who knows right you know there's a lot to it but you, you'd be really interested in trying this idea you think it's it's a relatable story that people would like to see well you there's a decent chance you could find some people that are willing to help you that know more about some of these things and often, while I wouldn't say any of this is necessarily easy per se, a lot of it is probably not as hard as you would expect to. A lot of the technology, a lot of the, the, the ways in which these different products are produced are much more accessible both physically. They're, they're actually you know programs and, and computers that can handle the programs. And also, um, I guess, learning curve-wise, they're actually a lot easier to pick up. Of course, there's a million videos on YouTube where you can learn things. And like I said, you can probably get help. So again, not say it's easy, but you actually it might not be as bad as you'd think. And don't worry either if you give some of these things a try and it doesn't work great the first time. Most of this stuff takes practice, and that's okay. But it's worth giving a try. All that to say, if I were to sum it up quickly, don't be afraid to pursue your dreams is what I'm getting at. This is America. Just about anything is still possible around this around here, although I don't know for how long. That's part of why this is so important. But get out and start that business. Get out and make a, a home movie. Get out and, and write a book or, or some poetry. Create something. Lots of Americans before you have. That's, that's what a large part of the history of America is, people doing that same thing, and I believe that you can too. Now, if you don't want to do that, 
or for some reason don't think you can or, or you aren't properly equipped or you don't think that would be the best use of, of, of your special uh, abilities and capabilities, and that, that's fine. That's not, this wouldn't be for everybody. Also remember that supporting those who do these things is just as important as someone taking the initiative to do one of these things in the first place. A person may decide they want to do all sorts of things and they want to make movies and they want to start a company or whatever, but if they don't get support from the everyday folk, they're not going to go anywhere. And sometimes it's not as direct. Sometimes it's little things, but a few examples. Maybe you change who you do business with. Uh, you stop, you know, using a business that that is is morally dubious, or you, you know, you try and pick an alternative that isn't as bad, or maybe is actively trying to to be an alternative option um, from what has become so common and mainstream today, even in business areas, right? Maybe you you avoid, maybe you never, not never go to a restaurant, but you avoid certain restaurants like fast food chain because they've been openly promoting liberal philosophies, you know. And and that's not to say again you have to be hardliner on it. But also taking the making a point to not always go there to try and go to somewhere else makes a big difference. Maybe you drop certain products. There's a lot of things you could probably think of there. Maybe you cancel your Harry subscription. <laughs> uh, maybe you you drop Disney Plus. Again, just an idea, but something you could consider. I mean, we're talking about pretty serious stuff that Disney's been promoting. A big one, going to church. Never, ever forget the importance of the religious element. Study your Bible. Pray. Try and find the truth and, and, and build your character into a moral person. And if you are a moral person, try and do better because I can guarantee you all of us need to do better no matter how good we're doing. There's always room for improvement. But do what you can. It makes a big difference. Even just some encouraging words to someone trying some of these things trying to, to make a difference out there in, in one of those ways, producing something, just some nice words and, and, and like uplifting, like, man, you're doing a good job. I hope it continues to go well. Those things can make a big difference. Simply do what you can and understand that it is important doing what you can, even if it seems insignificant. I certainly hope that you've enjoyed this episode. Please share it with others. Don't forget to check out the Gab uh, page, which is an alternative to Facebook, by the way. I would encourage you to check that out. Uh, our Facebook page for the Kentuckian and the Instagram pages. Those are our page. Those are great places to communicate with me for comments, questions, suggestions, and so on. Uh, sharing, liking the Kentuckians' posts, and so on, those sorts of things. Subscribing to the YouTube channel. They all really help. And, of course, don't forget about the Kentuckians' YouTube channel. We do have some exclusive content on there as well. And if you'd like to support me in a more personal way, my Patreon is linked below with the rest of the uh, websites that were just mentioned. Don't forget that you can make a difference, that we have to fight back, that we must charge, right? We cannot sit back and let them come to us. We need to take the initiative. We need to take the fight to them. And maybe that means you do something big. Maybe it means you support somebody doing something big. All of it matters. All of it's important. And remember, friends, as long as you and I are doing what's right, we make a real difference out there. The Kentuckian, trying to make a difference one person at a time.